0: then I'll be in your ears every week dropping some truly transformative episodes to help you become a man that you're proud to be. I'm glad you're here. Let's get to it. What's going on? It's Johnny King. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Becoming Kings podcast. This past week, I saw a new kind of mini docuseries on Netflix that uh, piqued my interest and it's kind of the uh, the Bernie Madoff, 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 thank you, um, series. And I think there's just like four episodes. It's called Madoff, The Monster of Wall Street. Um, and, you know, when that all went down in 2008, uh, I wasn't really that aware of it. I mean, I heard a little bit here and there, and then I've heard a little bit of it, you know, since. But uh, it was interesting to, you know, to kind of dive into it. Freaking fifteen years later, and really kind of see how it all all went down um and <sighs> there's interesting parts of it I highly recommend it um just it's just insightful I feel like into this, the psychology of of Bernie at least uh, and along those lines just into the psychology of of people um, particularly of men. I remember also it, it dovetails into to the documentary on Netflix, but I I read the book. Um, damn, now I'm totally it's it's escaping me, but it's uh, the book that Lance Armstrong wrote, autobiography. And I read it before you know all of his shit came out and uh, that he was doping and everything else. But I just I just looked up to him. I looked up to like guys like Michael Jordan and Lance Armstrong, and you know. Arnold Schwarzenegger and uh, Mark McGuire, I, you know, I grew up in St. Louis, Um, and so it's interesting how much my my heart was crushed, if that's not uh, over the top in my uh, in my feelings at the time. But I remember just thinking so highly of Lance Armstrong. You know, I read his book, a couple different books. I had Live Strong bracelet, you know. Uh and then same with like Mark McGuire. He was like my my hero for those couple of years. Um when he was literally crushing the ball in St. Louis for the St. Louis Cardinals. Um and you know, I, I've mentioned Michael Jordan in the past. That was more like junior high and high school. And so it's interesting because at a point uh in the 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 madoff uh, docuseries says there comes a moment where he has to choose and he realizes that he's going to have to lie if he wants to continue the the Ponzi scheme essentially that's just starting to like take root and he's starting to see you know how he could pull this thing off and if you don't know a ton about Bernie Madoff yet That's why I say you you watch it and I won't give, you know, I mean, it's obviously public knowledge. But he runs the, he creates the biggest Ponzi scheme, the biggest financial fraud of, like, human history, right? Recordable, (laughs) recorded human history. So, um, you know, and and again, if you don't know what a Ponzi scheme is, it's essentially like, uh, you know, taking people's money, saying that you're going to do something with it, and then you just pocketed it. But then you create like fake evidence to show that you did what you said you were gonna do. So going back to that point where he had this moment, and in the docu series, it it kind of hit me that uh, it hit me hard that he he had this moment where he made a conscious decision, and I don't know if this comes from some of his testimony. From jail before he passed away um or not but i think the sentiment is is interesting for you to think about for each of us as men to think about and the whole idea being he could see bernie could see this life that he could create right but he was he often talked about how he was just was this like small town kid he wasn't very bright he wasn't you know all this stuff so he made a decision where he would rather be a liar than a failure, and that when when the documentary said that the other night I was watching, I was like, "Oh damn, that rings really true, you know, because same with Lance Armstrong, same with Mark McGuire, same with you know all the other athletes. That have cheated their way to success and financial abundance and that sort of thing um i mean bernie had homes all over the world flying in his private jet that was painted on the outside to match you know his (laughs) the way his office was uh interior designed in new york city in manhattan like the dude was living large um and I think he ultimately took in what did they say? How many billion? I forget, but holy shit, dude, um, it's just kind of mind blowing but it takes a certain type of man, uh certainly not a man I would like to uh you know hallucinate if you will, not a man like you or like myself, who listens to a podcast like this who is committed to being his best version of himself. There's no way that I could live with myself um, cheating. Now I know with, I've watched a bunch of documentaries about Lance Armstrong since. um, Everyone was doping. It was kind of like, well shit, if, and the same thing that happened in the, you know, the baseball race and steroids and everything else It's like, Well, shit, like I'm talented, that guy's talented, we're all talented athletes, but if they're cheating and they're getting away with it, you know, they might get away with it for their entire career, right? They will get the accolades, they will get the success, right, Um, even though I'm playing clean, right? So do do I try to do my best even though they've got an unfair advantage or do I join them, right? And I remember, you know, in a bunch of these different documentaries, that's, that was kind of the this, the decision that a lot of guys made to try to keep up with the Lance Armstrong or the Mark McGuire. But even still, it's interesting to hear guys say Lance Armstrong was just on a whole nother level because even with his doping, they were all doping, and he still was fucking crushing all of them, right? Um, and same with Mark McGuire. He was an amazing talent. The, the guy could just fucking his his eyesight and his hand eye coordination and the way he could, you know, crush the ball. It's just really interesting. Um they're all talented, right? And probably same for Bernie. He even though he'd maybe not have had the the, the skills that he thought he had, he you know, he still takes a lot of <laughs> fucking, you know intellect to be able to pull off the the greatest Ponzi scheme for like three decades, four decades? Oh my gosh. But it's I bring it up because it's an interesting it's an interesting thing to think about that men who are insecure, who uh, who derive their their sense of ident- identity or their self worth from their shadow, from the parts of themselves that they really don't want anyone to know, right? Um, that they're not good enough, that they're a fraud, that they're a cheat, and they choose oftentimes to be a liar, right? To cheat their way to success rather than they could, they can't stomach the idea of being a failure. Failure, I think for a lot of these men would equal death, right? They literally would not want to live if they knew that they could, you know, ultimately win somehow, right? Which leads them to to cheating. And then towards the end of the documentary, it says, "Will there be another Bernie Madoff?" Like, you damn well there will be, because there's so many people out there, and this is my own uh, summation that there's just so many men and women. But in in this instance, in this podcast, in you know, in this documentary, the the men that I'm referring to, there's so many men that believe that their worth, their value, is the derivative of you know producing, and if they can't produce results one way or another, then uh, then what's the point? Why even try, right? So they'll go to every means possible to make that happen. And to me, that is fucking scary. Because, well, you, you can extrapolate where that goes, right? And so the interesting thing is, is that um, what I didn't know is that Bernie goes to jail. Um, ultimately, you know, everything is taken away from him. His wife ultimately ends up being, (laughs) uh, and that's not even a laugh, like, ha ha funny. Just like, I can't believe it, but I guess it makes sense. She gets, you know, kicked out of their $8 million Manhattan townhome or whatever. And she, she literally has like two suitcases of stuff because they take away all of her jewelry. They take all because it's all... Bought with funds that weren't theirs, right? Which makes sense. And she's homeless. It kind of ends with her living in her car. And her two children, her her two sons, who were involved in the business but had no idea that their father uh, was doing what he was doing. Because on one floor, they had like a legitimate business. And then on a couple floors below it, that's where the whole Ponzi scheme was going. <laughs> and the Ponzi scheme was funding... Uh, you know everything that was going on like on multiple floors higher in this you know Manhattan lipstick building um and they ultimately have to turn in their father otherwise they would be like complicit to you know helping this once they find out right that he's doing a ponzi scheme and he admits um you know he goes away to jail and then one of the sons kills himself hangs himself and the other son ultimately uh dies from cancer but they everyone hated him just because of the blast of their their father even though they didn't do anything wrong you know um they were associated with their father and and it ultimately th- neither one of them uh lived to see 50 they were like 47 48 years old which is kind of sad um how much i got to imagine just how much suffering those two boys went through with everyone just you know they literally probably couldn't even go out in society because they were um you know so ashamed of of what their father had done, so I say all that um because when it goes back to that whole idea of um, people who are just have such deep woundings from from their childhood, and they have such a um such a desire to be somebody right? Such a desire to be significant, to be wealthy, to be famous. that They will do anything and everything to accomplish that, thinking that once they do then they would feel loved and appreciated, admired, right? Respected. And yet it never is enough, right? It never ends. And so, well, I guess it never ends until the cat You know, the cat is let out of the bag, which in the three cases I'm talking about with Bernie Madoff and and Lance Armstrong and and Mark McGuire. Um, And then, like, you know, even like Sammy Sosa and Barry Bonds, like all those guys, it's it's just obvious. Um, Alex Rodriguez, there's so many guys in in, uh, sports. Wasn't it it the Russians? They weren't even allowed in the last Olympics because their whole team was uh, doping. Anyways, I digress. I, I just kind of get fascinated by um, the extent that people will go to to attempt to fill the void in their self-esteem, in their lack of self-worth. And don't get me wrong, I don't say this from my ivory tower, like I haven't had you know my own fair share of, of like... <laughs> I wouldn't even say challenges, but like, you know, a journey of slowly, slowly, slowly chipping away at uh, at the limiting beliefs that I'm not enough or that I'm not lovable or all those things. And I'm in my 40s, right? Now, you, you consider that, let's say I was given such uh, great responsibility or great success opportunities to, you know, 20 years ago. Would I have the the wherewithal and the uh sense of integrity to you know not do what some of these other men's, men have done i I honestly don't know. I would like to think I would be, but then again i didn't I didn't have the uh the most perfect upbringing. I definitely had my own woundings, and I continue to to heal from those woundings so it's it's awfully challenging to get out of your childhood unscathed right. But the nice thing is that I do see examples of men and women who are successful, um, who are in their 30s and 40s, and or even you know in their 20s. And as far as I can see, they have a great head on their shoulders. And I would say, yeah, I I can't think of an example where it's not the case. In every single one of those uh, situations, their parents have been a huge part of their stability <laughs> and their uh example and their support while they were growing up right otherwise i think if you're given responsibility and success and wealth at a young age it's it's just so easy to allow that to corrupt corrupt your your brain and your values, 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 and morals, uh, and principles. And that's where we start to quote unquote, sell our soul to the devil. And so, um, the is- interesting thing is along the lines of quote unquote, just becoming Kings, AKA becoming the best version of yourself, uh, seeking to achieve dominion over every area of your life, right? That's, to me, a very noble uh, trajectory and a noble target or goal to aspire for in this human life, right? But it does take a huge amount of personal responsibility. It takes a huge amount of, um, of just owning your shit and i know especially being a you know kind of an entrepreneur for the last 13 plus years uh so much of who i am today is because of my failures and because of my challenges um that i would take failure over lying any day but i only know that because i've gone through it you know and i've learned through the school of hard knocks by way of failure, right? But I think it's something that should be instilled in younger generations that, you know, the way that we do anything, the way that we learn how to tie our shoe or to ride our bike or to speak a language is literally by trial and error. Trial and then failure. (laughs) Trying something that doesn't work and then learning from it, right? But if we allow ourselves or our you know, our culture, our leaders, whomever to cheat their way to wealth and success. And um, I think it's ultimately uh, building a a house of cards (laughs) on sand, right? That uh, will eventually erode and and come crumbling down as we've seen with so many of these men. And so that's why I want to commend you just doing the work, being willing to continue to pick up a you know a book, listen to a podcast, have deep conversations, not settle for uh mediocrity in your life is what's required of changing you know the <laughs> the stream of consciousness if you will, the stream of or the the river mm-hmm. of uh logical thinking critical thinking um integrity. And common sense and all those things, when it comes to those moments where we have to choose between right and wrong, right? So that as future generations continue to come up, obviously, hopefully we as men are teaching them that even in those tough situations, so much better to take, you know, uh, a hit to the chin, if you will. And to humble ourselves and to learn from it and come back stronger, than to lie or cheat our way through something, just because we can't stomach the idea of failing. And so, I as I mentioned, it's it's uh, it's really worth you know logging in and, and watching because I think there's a lot of life lessons that you can certainly glean from it. Um, it's called Madoff, the Monster of Wall Street. It's on Netflix right now. It just came out. Uh, here in early 2023. And yeah, check it out. Uh, as always, thank you for listening. I hope you've gleaned something that you can take f- from uh, from this episode and can apply it to your everyday life. And uh, I think it's really, really important because we have a very sneaky way of lying to ourselves, lying to others, in really small, seemingly inconsequential uh, moments throughout our days, right? Oh, I'm going to go work out today, and then it doesn't happen, right? Um, you make commitments, and then you break them. You break your word, whether you say you're going to do something to yourself or to someone else, and you break them. You say you're going to be on time, and then you're late. Those things actually do chip away at our self-esteem, and you have to actively work to raise your standard to be a better version of yourself, and that's what this whole podcast is about. So, I digress. Thank you, as always, for listening. Hope you have a wonderful rest of your week, and we'll catch up with you on the next episode of Becoming Kings podcast. Talk soon. Cheers. That's it for this one, and I want to thank you for listening. Hey, if you got some good ideas from this episode and you want more, please feel free to subscribe to the podcast. And if you think others may benefit from it also, share it on social media and tag me in your post so I can say, hey, It would also mean a lot to me if you felt inclined to write a review of the show on Apple Podcasts since I read every single one of them. And if you've got any questions or topics that you'd like to recommend or really just anything that you think I could improve upon, man, I thrive on constructive feedback. So hit me up with an email at podcast at johnnyking.com. Oh, and feel free to also subscribe to my YouTube channel. Connect with me on LinkedIn